Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome again to a new episode. This is the first episode of 2022. I hope everyone is doing well. Um, I hope everyone is staying safe with the uh, the COVID uh, variant going around. And um, so I wish everyone well. Um, for the first episode of 2022, I'm so honored and privileged, in fact, to to have a very good friend on uh, the first episode, uh, Massage Bongo. I hope I pronounced that right. Yes, Massage Bongo. Yeah. Massage Bongo holds a PhD degree from the University of Massachusetts Lowell. Um, his dissertation focused on how uh, prior adverse experiences, so civil war or genocide, influences the creation of businesses and entrepreneurial ventures. In particular, um, his PhD thesis looked at how immigrants from post-conflict countries connect their past events of civil war and genocide to build businesses and succeed as entrepreneurs in Portland, Maine. Maine. Mm. So um, such an honor. I'm really, ex- I'm actually, I'm looking forward to learning as well from your work because I think, you know, this, what, um, you know, that by definition of your thesis is something that not just immigrants can learn from it, but every other um, uh, subset of people in the United States and beyond can, can learn from your work. So uh, first of all, thank you for being here. Thank you for your time. And um, we'll get into it. So uh, before the audience and for everyone who's listening, uh, can you just please let us know a little bit about you? So please tell us a little bit about yourself um, first to start. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> first of all, I want to say thank you so much for this uh, opportunity. Uh, thank you so much for this time. And um, I also want to say I, I am very glad to uh, you know catch up with you. It's been it's been a long time that we we have not been able to catch up. Uh, so my uh, my name is Mazash uh, uh, Bungu, and uh, <clears throat> and I was born in in the Republic of the Congo, Congo Brazzaville. Actually, there are two Congos. There are Democratic Republic of the Congo and Congo Brazzaville. Thanks uh, so sometimes, <laughs> yeah. So sometimes people get. Uh, get a little bit confused about these two countries. Um, so I, uh, you know, I, will, I, I, I believe uh, that uh, story uh, or stories uh, empower us. Um, that's what I, uh, I, I learned from my own uh, experience uh, uh, fleeing uh, the civil war in the Republic of the Congo. And, um, you know, when my determination and drive uh, landed me at uh, Brandeis University uh, mm-hmm. on a Fulbright Fellowship to study uh, conflict studies and, of course, international um, studies. And then uh, at the University of Massachusetts of Lowell uh, for my uh, PhD uh, program in global studies. Um, so there I was uh, interested in, um, in immigrants, uh, immigrants' uh, experiences, and um, and then I uh, decided to to write a thesis uh, that uh, shows how uh, immigrants from um, post-conflict uh, uh, countries uh, who uh, achieve success, especially in in the business, uh, see uh, the memories of the uh, the horrible experiences uh, not as a trauma uh, but as uh, as a fuel to empower a new kind of life. Um, so, and I was very fortunate enough to, uh, to work with them and to learn more. And of course, to understand uh, 
uh, uh, one one more time what my my grand uh, uh, my late uh, grandfather told me. Uh, I quote uh, that the the world will not remember you uh, by the weight of your purse. Uh, but the world will remember you about the soul of your heart is uh, how much we influence people, how much uh, social impact that we have on people's life that the world will remember us. And I have been able to see this uh, through my work, um, through my uh, dissertation and research. Um, outstanding, outstanding. Can you just repeat again what your grandfather said? I just want that to be a uh, late grandfather. Sorry about the loss. Um, what your late grandfather said, because yeah, I think the, I think that is what you stand for. As long yeah. as I've known you, mm-hmm. and that's what I aspire to. That's what mm-hmm. this podcast is aimed for. Mm-hmm. And I think twenty years down the road, God willing, mm-hmm. we'll look back at this episode and say that is where we impacted people's life mm-hmm. across the world mm-hmm. based on what your late grandfather said. So, if you mm-hmm. don't mind, can you please repeat? Okay. No, sure. I, I don't mind at all. I, I think you, you said the, the world will not remember you by the weight of your purse, yes. uh, but by uh, uh, the soul of your heart. By the soul of your heart. Thank you so much. That that is a that's a that's a good bedrock for us to yeah. be thinking about your work, and for us now to segue into. So it sounds like that 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 was kind of something that influenced the way you look at the world, right? And maybe has transformed, not transformed necessarily, but like has kind of, you know, given you that personality and like kind of, you know, made you who you are today. Um, If you you don't mind, are there any other people in your life that has really um, shaped who you are and what you, how you think about the world and uh, how you, you know, became more fascinated or even passionate I, I hope passionate because i know phds are really long programs mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. really really excited about what your uh what your phd thesis was on mm-hmm. uh, of course i think um if you do not mind me saying maybe a couple of things um, <laughs> one is that my my mom um who um actually uh quit the school uh, when she got pregnant of me, and uh, you know, I uh, um, when she uh, actually gave birth uh, to me, I, I, it, there was a time that I could not walk. You know, I she was uh, very um, afraid that I could be uh, uh, crippled. Uh, so that's where she decided. Uh, you know, to quit uh, the school and to be a full-time employee, uh, you know, for me to take care of me. Um, but uh, uh, she uh, kind of um, uh, emphasized to me the power of education, uh, education in terms of uh, uh, flowing, you know, flowing ourselves from any any kind of um, of oppression, any kind of uh, like a mental slavery. Uh, so, uh, according to her, education was uh, a way that I, I could make my my mark in this world, and uh, um, and and it was a very uh, very um, uh, inspirational okay to to me. Um, so, and another thing that shaped me, um, I as I said earlier, that I, I fled the civil war back home, you know, back in the Republic of the Congo, I think it was in 1999. And, uh, and, and that event, um, uh, not only 
made me um, understood two things. One is that human being is capable of, uh, of producing. Okay, that's what we are wired for. Uh, but also human being is capable of destroying when it comes to war. So, um, and, and I, I really understood the, the nature of a human being in, you know, in, in the context of a, of a civil war. And, and finally, um, uh, talking about the civil war, I, uh, I spent a, a year, uh, over a year in the forest. Um, but before we, uh, we left uh, the, the, the village of my late grandfather, soldiers uh, invaded my, uh, uh, my late grandfather's village. They looted everything. Uh, they burned you know, houses. So when we came back just to collect what uh, was left, uh, uh, I saw a, uh, a, an, an old woman. Uh, she was crying. And as she was crying, she was singing as well. She was not crying because she was sad. She was not crying because she was defeated. But she said, we will survive. I will survive. So I could see that strength transfer to me. I could feel it. And, um, and that's why I, I, I think uh, uh, has inspired me to, uh, to dig you know, into my uh, dissertation with respect to immigrants that come from those kind of uh, events. How do they manage to become more than what anyone could not think of? That 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 deserves a moment of silence. <laughs> that was good. Um, thank you so much. And to your mom, um, if you're listening to this, we appreciate you um, for bringing up such an inspiring, um, amazing human being. Uh, for that, uh, grandmother, uh, thank you for for being present at that time um, in a very difficult situation. I uh, appreciate you, and we are grateful to you for being here with us, um, being being present in this world the impact you you're creating and you're gonna continue to create um um that is hard to follow i don't even know why i was even getting to research you might just end the episode here but um uh i i know this is a word this is word that will really impact people's lives and um and this is so much hours and a lot of brain power you're putting into this thesis so if you don't mind if we can segue a little bit into this thesis and just tell us a little bit about um, I know you have mentioned like the why, uh, but if if you can just give us a background of how you came about the research, um, you know, what was the foundation of the actual research as you started PhD program for us mm. to get a sense of like the the beginnings mm. of your PhD, mm. um, your PhD program. Mm. Mm. Oh, oh, thank you so much for the question. I think two things I will name. One is very personal. Uh, as I mentioned about my background, yes. and one major question um, has been at the center of my life is how to tap into one's personal story to mm-hmm. thrive. 
Okay, and um, and and that uh, what has led me to explore the mm -hmm. subject that I explored in my dissertation. Okay, and uh, and also as I said, I wanted to do it in the context of uh, uh, immigrants coming from post-conflict, uh, you know, countries. And uh, in addition, I was really interested in. Uh, in, in adding to the, uh, the ongoing discussion in the field of entrepreneurship, uh, uh, which is what triggers entrepreneurialism, okay? Mm -hmm. Why people um, start a business, okay? Yeah. And, and then, uh, you know, academia has mentioned a few factors. Um, I don't think we have uh, uh, time so that I can go through those factors. Uh, mm -hmm. But I was really interested in understanding what triggers entrepreneurialism mm -hmm. uh, uh, in the context of of, of immigrants. Okay, mm -hmm. and uh, and looking at what academia has discussed has uh, uh, found out as a factors that drive individuals to create businesses. I found out that there was a gap okay, between those factors, or one factor was not uh, explored okay, as much, uh, which is the, uh, the past event of, uh, uh, of adversity. Okay, for mm -hmm. example, a civil war, um, etc. Okay, mm -hmm. so that event, I did not see it in the context of uh, uh, the debate. Mm -hmm. And also, uh, academia has a kind of overlooked the the uh, the contributions of sub-Saharan African immigrants in terms of entrepreneurs in the U.S. So I did not quite find a lot of data okay, about these these people, and uh, these are the two major reasons yep. that you know drove me to uh, to study and to do this research. Excellent, excellent. I, that, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that's, that was a good, I believe that was a good foundation to start uh, having a personal story, but also that, 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 that gap, right? And, um, and trying to kind of, you know, piece that together is, is, very, is very critical. If I might just ask, so I, I know, and I don't want to be of disservice because I know you spent a lot of years, um, a lot may sound like twenty years, but you spend a significant part of your of your um, of your time, you know, mm. uh, doing this research. Um, if if I if I may, can you give uh, I, I, you know the main takeaways that you got? Mm. You know, you finished your PhD, but mm. along the way, what were some of the learnings that you experienced? That uh, so one like sorry, this is a two part question. So one is like. As we're doing your research, what was the what were what were you learning? And at the very end, what were like what was like your main takeaway once you you wrapped up the PhD and you got you got it submitted and you know everything got approved as of mm. last year? So one I'm asking about the process, mm. what was the learning of the process? And second, uh what was the main takeaway at the very end? What was like okay, this is this is something that was really unique about mm. my PhD thesis. Mm. Yeah, I think um, as anyone who has uh, 
uh, written a, a, a thesis or has done a, a, you know, a PhD program, the process is not always easy. It's, it's tough. Um, it's tough because you have to do a lot of reading. And, and of course, when it comes to doing the field work, uh, you need to people to, to put you in touch with other people. You know, you needed network. Um, so, and to me, that was a kind of a, a, a difficult, um, uh, a difficult part, you know, of, 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 of the process is it was to find right people that can connect me to the population that I was trying to research. Okay. Uh, and, 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 and then, uh, you know, for example, what I did, uh, I did reach out to um, a community uh, 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 organization leaders uh, to see if they know uh, some of uh, immigrants uh, who are uh, business owners, entrepreneurs, and uh, if they could put me in touch with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is uh, one of the best ways that I, I use to reach out to you know my uh, interviewees. And um, and also uh, I- another thing that I want to mention is you know with respect to the process is that um, you know most of my research interviews uh, they were done um, during this this you know um, era of of uh, uh, COVID nineteen. Okay, so uh, the pandemic was high, you know, people were afraid to, uh, to meet in person. So, and it, it was a very, uh, very tough. And actually, I even got the COVID, you know, during the process. Um, uh, yeah, so, so that's what I, 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 can, uh, I can say. So, uh, and of course, in terms of um, um, the process also is related to um, professors that you, you work with, you know, mm-hmm. how you come up with the question uh, that is not biased uh, and, and how they can help you to strengthen um, your, your research question and, of course, move, uh, 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 um, uh, move on. So um, in terms of uh, uh, takeaways, I think uh, there are you know, few, maybe uh, a couple of them I can name. One is that uh, is the ability to assign positive (laughs) and uh, optimistic uh, meanings or words to uh, events uh, such as a civil war genocide. Mm-hmm. And that's something after you know they had occurred. So that's something that I learned from my interviewees. Mm-hmm. So they did not quite see it as something uh, traumatic, uh, but they they saw it until today. Uh, they see it as something um, as a, a drive. Yes, yep. yes, as a drive. Yeah. Um, so that was one aspect, and another aspect is that. Um, um, these events um, okay, help them uh, build, build stories, stories that are connected to self, okay, and providing a, uh, a sense of um, uh, identity and, of course, life story, okay, with a sense of a purpose and a meaning, okay. Yeah. And, um, and another takeaway uh, 
was that these uh, 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 was that these events uh, were used as as um, uh, uh, were viewed as a resource that can be used to implement value creating strategies to uh, um, to overcome or to address any uh, future business challenges. So, for example, um, one okay, one uh, interviewee okay said it to me that um, when I did ask him about if you know today uh, his business can collapse, what kind of uh, attitude, what kind of behavior that he could have uh, towards that, uh, he said, "I hit the bottom." And I survived. Even if today I can hit another button, I would survive. Mm. So nothing can stop me. So you can see in them the the power of do or die attitude. You know, do or die behavior. So it it it's 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 another level of 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 understanding um, uh, uh, um, the human nature. Yeah. And of course, finally, uh, another takeaway is that they were able to uh, to connect uh, these um, these uh, these experiences to business creation. Okay, so they they were really able to say, you know, because of this, you know, happened to me, I I found myself uh, obliged to create a business if I, I I wanted to be somebody. You know, for me, it's also finding a purpose. Okay, in in this world. So business to them, it's, it's, it's more than a business. It's not just in terms of making money. It's not just in terms of, uh, of surviving, but also it's, it's in terms of, uh, of a finding a purpose, meaning that it has been influenced by what they want. Yep. Yeah. Right. I, and I, I will definitely have to marinate this because um, um, the, the, this, this is quite impactful. And I think for all our listeners out there, um, uh, pretty much you have outlaid, I think your PhD thesis gives a, a lot for us to think about and for how we just, how we define entrepreneurship in, in, in a sense, right? Um, through the lens of immigrants, right? Yeah. But also how people can see the value of immigrants through the lens of business, you know? Yeah. Um, there's this two-way uh, conversation. And it's, it's, I say a lot of psychology here, Mm-hmm. At the same time, I see a lot of you know just like the the the, the practical side of you know having mm-hmm. the 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 economic means to survive. But at the same mm-hmm. time, it's like true business they, they get mm-hmm. identity, and mm-hmm. out of that identity, you get to understand who they are, mm-hmm. um, and, and the business is just uh, it provides you um, it's a framework for you to understand how much people have experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Just beyond the, the the financial capital or financial yeah. gains that you get of it, yeah, um, it's quite quite fascinating. And I, yeah. I myself, I have to really think about mm-hmm. in depth how this mm-hmm. your, your thesis is affecting. It's gonna really change the way we think about mm-hmm. society um, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. you know um, mm-hmm. immigrants in particular. So, mm-hmm. um, yep, yeah, go ahead, please. Yeah, I think if you do not mind me saying, I think uh, another thing that I want to add is yes. that. Uh, you know, the, the, these events, uh, mostly when people talk about it, people who have experienced genocide, civil war, um, there is a kind of another look at them. You know, people look mm-hmm. at them uh, with the pity, 
uh, <laughs> with the sense of pity, with the sense of um, uh, people have been unfortunate enough in this world to yes. to you know to experience those kind of horrible you know events. <laughs> um, but I don't, you know, to me, that's not the way that. Uh, you know, these people look at themselves and they, they look at these events uh, more than, you know, in, in a different way, in a unique way, because mm -hmm. these events actually give them a personal philosophy. And mm -hmm. you know that uh, uh, all of us is, is driven by personal philosophy. Yeah. What, 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 what is your personal philosophy? And, uh, the, and, and the word uh how you drawing it from mm -hmm. okay and these individuals for them civil war genocide has given them more than personal philosophy definitely definitely no thanks so much for sharing that and, and i think that as another layer on how we are thinking about um uh you know just uh i mean we hope we never hope someone should go through that civil war or genocide at, at the same time, is you know, people have challenges in their lives um, in mm -hmm. different regards, and how they how they approach that mm -hmm. uh, the framework to use in their personal life is something that you know you can still use your work for us to start thinking about how do you address people with mental health issues and stuff like that. Uh, I know those are different genres and categories, but I think this will be helpful for us to start thinking about that in in that light. So thanks so much for sharing mm -hmm. that. So based on I know you just had the. Um, you just completed the PhD. What has been the reaction, either from academia or from business experts or organizations on your work? Or have you got any feedback on that? Um, uh, if, if you don't mind, and I mean, hopefully these are very, very uh, welcoming. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that, you know, because mm -hmm. I know the PhD is a long, grueling mm -hmm. process and I hope people appreciate the work you're putting. But have you got any feedback on the work and uh, people that are willing to say, hey, I would love to pick up from where you started or I would love mm -hmm. to apply this into my organization. Mm -hmm. um, how, what has been the reaction uh, for you so far? Uh, uh, so far, I have not got uh, a, a lot of reactions from outside. And uh, the why being, I have just, you know, finished the a couple of months, I would say, and sure. um, and then it was in uh, in um, uh, during the holiday season. Okay, so yes. they, there hasn't been quite uh, a lot of reactions from in the outside. Uh, but my uh, my uh, um, committee members, uh, whom I, I worked with, and were very impressed about the uh, the findings of, of my research. And and, um, and and my dissertation is very unique. You know, the, the subject that I tackled, it's very, uh, uh, very unique because it's under-researched. Uh, and, um, and, 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 and of course, it can, it, it, it does give new, uh, insights of looking at uh, uh, at immigrant entrepreneurship, not to say entrepreneurship, uh, but uh, through the lens of those who have experienced, you know, uh, these uh, these uh, these adversities. Um, so 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 now I uh, that's what I, I can say. I'm trying to reach out to to some, you know. Uh, professors that I know, some organizations, of course, that I, I 
I um I know, uh, especially where uh, I did my, my interview in Portland, and to see if I can come and just share with them um uh the results of uh, uh of 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 my my dissertation. Um, but still, it's uh, uh it's a journey. I so I am kind of on the path of. Uh, of uh, selling, you know, marketing, um, you know, the results of my dissertation and saying this is something new. Someone uh, else can come and pick up like, the where I have left, you know, some gaps and, of course, uh, duplicate or replicate uh, uh, um, uh, the research project in another state, in another, you know, um, city. Definitely. And I, I just, just a side note, you know, Elon Musk, the richest man in the world, is an immigrant. I mean, he didn't... <laughs> Uh, I I mean the the it was not true you know he didn't uh, from what I know he didn't grow up uh, in a civil war area but I think immigrants have something you know that comes with just being resilient and yeah, um, yeah. you know so um, maybe that was something that uh, could have been added to the PhD thesis somewhere you know and the most, <laughs> we might lose the whole point of the thesis right you're focusing directly. Um I, I and hopefully you know please anyone out there and if you don't mind I'll, I'll add your LinkedIn there in the in the um, section below on the YouTube channel as well as on the podcast so if you don't if you are up to it you know people can reach out to you via, via your LinkedIn um, after this podcast but I think that'll be a good way for, for you to get some feedback if that's okay with you. Um, no, of course, uh, sure, and, and and actually, if you do not mind me saying this, uh, uh, you know, I I, um, I this dissertation has to do a lot about me, do a lot about what I uh, I, I I want um, in the way that I see the world. I, I would say, uh, you know, actually, I I have. And written a book which is not a, you know out of the earth um so the the uh, the, the title of my, my my book that i'm planning to uh to uh, um get it uh, published uh maybe soon is a unedited mm, how unedited. to tap into one's personal story to thrive you know mm-hmm. so and 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 uh, and I think, as you said about immigrants, is is not just in terms of resilience that they uh, they have, but also they are very undeterred. They they have the sense of uh, uh, of of a focus, okay, mm-hmm. of a focus, uh, the sense of a persistence, okay, mm-hmm. as well, uh, and uh, the sense of determination. Um, so, as I said. Uh, one of the interviewees told me, you know, I, I hit the bottom. I survived. Mm-hmm. I can hit the bottom today. Mm-hmm. I will reaffirm. So nothing can can stop me. Definitely, yes, you've seen the, the tip. And by the way, once the book comes out, even the please come back again. Uh, we'll talk about sure. talk about it. Uh, I'm really excited about that as well. That's mm-hmm. for everyone listening. That was a surprise to mm-hmm. me, and I think mm-hmm. I'm really excited for, for him as well. Mm-hmm. Um. So just for us to, and we'll have some light, lighter questions at the at the end. But um, if let me say someone decides to pick up your thesis, right? Let me say an organization that works with immigrant, uh, an incubator, for instance, mm-hmm. right? It means mm-hmm. someone in Colorado or maybe in Maine mm-hmm. um, uh, picks up your thesis and says, "Oh, wow, this is really fascinating." Um, mm-hmm. But the learnings here are just, just you know, just unique. 
mm. which I agree with that. Mm. How do you think, in terms of operations, mm. what do you suggest an organization should do um, to ensure that they really tap into that entrepreneurial spirit mm. of immigrants? Uh, I mean, this funding is one thing, uh, mm. but in terms of just coaching and management, what's what's your what's your take on that, and how can mm. we really? In essence, how can we really translate your thesis into actionable mm. items for an incubator mm. uh, that is going after or that aims to go after immigrants as mm. uh, potential candidates for the funding mm. or for the mentorship program or coaching program? Mm. Mm. I mean, first of all, I, I believe that um, organizations or the governments have to acknowledge that these individuals have... <laughs> Uh, have a strength uh, oh. uh, that uh, the that you know makes them very unique, very different from other entrepreneurs. Okay, oh. and and that strength um, and it comes from what they uh, they have come up uh, uh, with as you know life story and how they use that life you know life story as the the compass. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and to do um, whatever that they can to succeed, and um, and and you may agree with me that um, being entrepreneurs is um, is 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 more than having you know funding is uh, is 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 a having a unique drive okay in you okay to. Uh, uh, and to to keep doing or to find a best way uh, to solve the problems okay and and um and uh, and i think organizations you know governments can recognize uh, uh this uh, this trend from uh, 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 from these uh, immigrants and that's what my dissertation is of course showing you know listen um these people have been left behind uh, mm-hmm. but they, uh, they, 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 they are a, a, a great human, um, I would say, uh, strength uh, to, uh, uh, to uh, invest in. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, uh, uh, and another thing is just uh, is also to create a, a, a space or, or a framework in which these uh, uh, these immigrants can uh, can thrive uh, because um, you know being in in a foreign country they they needed to to understand some of uh, legal uh, issues how to start how to create you know business uh, which is uh, which uh, that many of them do not really know it takes quite a time for them to understand uh, the legal you know system you know in America and. Uh, and also, um, you have mentioned it, uh, you know, funding. Uh, many of them uh, um, uh, did start the, uh, the businesses with their own money. So they did not get any you know, funding from any organization. So if they can have maybe an additional, you know, and a funding, um, I think it will boost the, um, the, um, the uh, you know ventures or businesses. Uh, so and I believe that the organizations or investors will not be uh, afraid of losing their money uh, or mm-hmm. the you know uh, yes of you know the uh, uh, the money because they 
these these individuals they have a new uh, a, a, a unique uh, mindset you know do or die i would do it you know I, it's for me i have a set in my mind to, to do it and i would do it if today it may not work but tomorrow it would work and if today um you know i, I may face this kind of challenges but this is the way that i have to do it and also uh another important uh, 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 um, aspect is that they can understand how these immigrants manage the businesses because the, the the problem is also to try to understand the business management through the lens of those who have experienced the civil war or genocide and through the lens of those who have not what are the what are the uh, what is what is their business management style are they more uh empathetic or mm -hmm. are not how do they approach you know, customers how do they talk to customers how do they make sure that the goals that have been set are being achieved uh, and this is something that very interesting that i have uh, uh, highlighted in uh, you know in my my uh, my thesis there are quite a lot yep. that you know organizations you know governments can learn and can implement even in terms of a policy so what kind of a policies that they can design to target these uh these immigrants definitely definitely i mean you have alluded to a lot and i mean one takeaway is you're making a case right you're making a case for immigrant entrepreneurs as a and they have a competitive edge right yeah should should business owners yeah um, have the empathy uh to really uh manage and operate a business um yeah. they won't quit even if they quit they'll find a way to to you know to uh rebounds re-emerge re yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah yeah um, and, yeah and and i think you know in a business especially a long term uh if you are you're there for the long haul mm. inevitably you have challenges inevitably um, yeah. If you're not good with your personal funds, you affect the business funds. So yes. all these attributes, I think, um, uh, is the composite of a successful business. Yes. But at the back end, if the entrepreneur doesn't really understand and realize the complexity of, you know, not necessarily complexity, but like that these intricate elements of timing, good management, uh, uh, being resilient and and focused, mm -hmm. you you will not make it. Right. So good case for immigrant entrepreneurs good case for management managers to understand how to run a business in crisis like in the pandemic yeah but also how can you get your um return on investment because these people are shrewd they save yeah. money and pathetic yeah. in the long term yeah. Yeah. that's perfect that's perfect yeah. and and yes. i think your thesis probably covers a lot more which i, I believe um people should read it i'll share a link down there um um it's, it's for people to kind of have uh learn more about the work um but uh thank you thank you thank you thank you and i know and i know uh, uh because i want to respect your time we can keep on talking about this um a lot more uh if you just can you just give um you mentioned the the the, the one the one uh, uh interview who said you know if he falls back he will rise again. Uh, do you have one more person that really stroke you and say, you know, this is these people are really extraordinary for us? To of course, yeah, 
Of course, yeah, yeah. I think that, that was just one example. You know, I, yeah. I cannot give you uh, all examples of my, <laughs> all the interviews. So it wasn't just a showcase yes. uh, about you know what they are, and and also I think it's very important as an entrepreneur uh, to understand um, you know yourself because you you cannot be become. I mean, I don't want to say you cannot, but it's very important to understand who you are and what is your your personal frame of a reference and how you use it as a, as a compass, how you use it as, as a way to navigate uh, exactly. your business and to make it more productive or not. Exactly. And, and if today's, uh, if today, um, you know, challenges may come to you, how you face it, will you face it with more, um, um, uh, uh, to, uh, being more calm, knowing that you can survive and you you you, exactly. you will survive, you will thrive again or, or not. Uh, um, so, definitely, yeah. definitely, definitely. That that's that's a good way to to end that. Um, just to go to lighthearted questions. I mean, it's not necessarily lighthearted. It's just that we're just getting out of the academia world. Okay. Okay. Um, this is a question I've asked uh, a few of uh, my past guests. Um, one is, you know, what was what has been the best advice you have ever gotten? Um, and I ask this question because um, I think sometimes uh, someone might say something to you that can really change the course of your life, mm. or perhaps just give you an insight mm. about something that you just start seeing the world differently. And I think. Um, in some way, because you know, we always, as you said earlier in the interview, we always have these philosophies that we we tend to, you know, live our lives by. And sometimes we might be completely wrong. That philosophy might be working for ten, twenty years, thirty years, but it might be wrong. We're just lucky, you know. We we'll just get by. Mm. We we'll survive. Mm. But there might be a deeper philosophy mm. that you might tap into and be like, "Oh my gosh, this is." Mm. This makes me see the world clearer. Mm-hmm. So um, the context of this question is like, what has really made you to start seeing the world differently? Or what has really <laughs> gave you a new idea of like, not a new idea, but like a new f- pair of lenses? Mm-hmm. I see my brother, you're putting on glasses. How has that, <laughs> how this, right? What has been any, and it doesn't have to be an advice. Mm-hmm. It can be what, mm-hmm. what interaction or what exposure mm-hmm. has made you mm-hmm. start thinking. Mm-hmm. Different. Oh, I think uh, quite. I think they, there are quite a lot of things, but um, maybe one or two. Never forget the where you are coming from. Mm. Okay. Always remember the where you are coming from. Uh, you know, that was one of the things that my late grandfather taught me. Never forget it. You know, never forget where you are coming from. Wherever you go, be there, but never forget where you are coming from. Yeah. That's yeah. that's special. That's special. That that's that hits home, and I think that's really critical, important as we, you know, the world is getting so closed up um, mm-hmm. for good reasons, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like you know, your identity matters, right? Mm-hmm. Valuable. And the very last question: What is your legacy? How do you want your legacy to be? I know we're very young people. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we, we have, <laughs> you know, we have knock on wood, we have a really long time. Yeah, so yeah. we have an impact on this world. But what do you want? Mm-hmm. Um, what What do you want people to think about your life, your life's work? Um, mm-hmm. 
And I, I let me just give where it results. So Jeff Bezos was in an interview and he said, for you to really create an impact in the world, um, look at yourself when you're 80 years old mm. and walk backwards. Mm. And if you realize that some of the decisions you're making short term doesn't have, doesn't mm. make it yourself happy, means that you're mm. missing out on it. Mm. Right. And I mean, I'm guessing suggestion is like, you know, we should not think about the next 10 years or next, we should mm. think about, you know, God willing, we're able to live 80 years or 90. Mm. How would you be feeling that at the time? Uh, what are the decisions you made for the past eight decades shaped mm. where you are in terms of satisfaction, mm. but also how much impact you're creating in the world? Mm. So I pose that question to you. How do you want, I mean, legacy always sounds like you have, you have passed mm. away, but, you know, mm. how do you want to be remembered? Um, on your time here? Uh, but I think I, um, I, I said it in earlier when, when, uh, when, when we started doing the, um, you know, this, this conversation. Yeah. Um, is, um, you know, to, um, I would like to be remembered by uh, the soul of my heart, how much I, uh, I have a social impact on on people's lives. Um, you know that's something that is so dear to me, and um, and also I know that uh, I, I cannot uh, be uh, remembered in a such a way if I do not keep improving myself. Mm-hmm. I, I remember that many people are anxious to improve the social conditions, but very are anxious to improve themselves. Mm. Many people are, or to put it differently, many people are keen to change the world but very few are keen to change themselves so that they can change the world. Mm. Uh, uh, so for me, um, you know, I would love to be remembered in such a manner, but to do mm. so, I have to be able to uh, continue changing myself, continue improving myself, understanding myself so that I can be able to uh, uh uh, 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 to have a you know, social impact, um, and 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 that's what uh, you that's what that's what that's what um, uh, that's what happened to to Senator William Fulbright, uh, and I told you that I was a Fulbright uh, Fulbright scholar alumnus, um, you know, F- Senator Fulbright uh, William Fulbright, he. Um, um, set up the Fulbright program with the help of um, uh, the U.S. Congress because he uh, understood the effects of World War II and uh, and and uh, how uh, 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 the lack of mutual understanding between people uh, between states and the lack of education uh, could bring uh, the world to uh, damages. Mm-hmm. And, 
and, and through that program, he said, uh, you know, this is the way that I want to be remembered, you know, socially impact through education, through mutual understanding. Uh, and, 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 and to me, I believe that each of us has a, such a power uh, to always seek how we can impact, influence uh, socially other people, um, but also by making sure that we can improve ourselves. Man, that was a great way to end uh, this. Um, and I really thank you for, for being here um, to share uh, so much. Um, just give, uh, give so much for us to think about. Um, and um, I'll be more than honored for you to come back again, um, even to give us updates about the research work or even when your, uh, your book is, is coming out. Uh, we'll, we'll love to have you here again. And thank you so much for your insights to all our listeners. Uh, uh, Masas, Masas? Yeah, Masas Mbongo. Masas Mbongo. Um, please, uh, he's, I'll add all his links, uh, LinkedIn and his uh, paper uh, summary at the bottom of the content page. Uh, on, it'll be on YouTube as well as, where, as right here on the podcast, uh, Doers Within Growth Markets. And please check him out. Um, as a bright, young, aspiring guy, as you guys have heard by now, I'm looking forward to seeing what is gonna, how it's gonna create a social impact in the world, uh, in a, in a very uh, unique way, I will say. Um, so thank you all, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks again for coming again on, on this podcast, and we, uh, I am very excited uh, about this year, and we're looking forward to seeing you. Uh, in the future episodes so thanks again for being here and thanks man thank you thank you so much for having me and thank you for this 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 opportunity thank you so much sure